And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Well, thanks again for tuning in for another Fastened Like Nails um, broadcast. And today, we're going to be looking at um, our last episode of Friendships, mm. and uh, particularly shrewd friends and honest and truthful friends. So Molly and Colin, um, thanks for being here again. Thank you. Okay, Colin, um, God's given you some extraordinary insights, and there was um, a time several weeks ago you and I studied, and Molly, I believe you were part of this as well, with um, Mephibosheth and Ziba. Mm-hmm. And we're doing staff devotions. I think that was when we were in New Hampshire. Yeah, oh, it was, yes. Yep. And uh, several years ago, we did this for a devotional, and we had everyone vote on who was the guilty party. Was it Mephibosheth or was mm-hmm. it Ziba? Mm-hmm. And um, everyone went one direction, and then I kind of went the other direction. And now here it is several years later, and we've come up with a new interpretation <laughs> of what we believe it might be true. So this one's probably one of the most difficult sections of the Bible as far as finding out what what's God trying to reveal, what truth is he trying to reveal, and it's particularly in relationship to who your true friends are. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're going to look at the text. We'll give some background information, Colin, on these characters. But before we do, before we get into Ziba and uh, Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth was Jonathan's son, mm-hmm. and Ziba was Jonathan's servant and Saul's servant. Uh, but before we go into those two characters in Second Samuel, we're going to look at some shrewd friends. And you you wrote up something on shrewd friendships. But before we even talk about the shrewd friendships. I think it would be good for our listeners to really know what what is a true friend. What is a friend? What what is a what does it mean to have a friend? Yeah. Um, so, the Hebrew word for friend is mem resh ayin, and it's it's mera, and it Me-ra. comes from the re- root word ra, which is shepherd. Oh, that's cool. And mm. in Psalm twenty three, it says, "The Lord, meaning Yahweh, is my ra, my shepherd." Huh. And implicit in the word ra'a is the idea of protection, provision, companionship, and affection. Interesting. It's yeah. kind of a companion word to see as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The shepherd sees his flock. He looks over his flock. And so as we're friends with each other, we're shepherding each other. You know, it's interesting. The Hebrew word for evil is ru'ah. It's ru'ah. So yeah. it's kind of like... How do you know who your true friends are? Are they really the kind that are good for you or are they the kind that really will pull you apart? What? Well, it's funny you say that because the, there's only two times in Second Samuel where the word mera is used. And both times it's about the same person. David? No. Do you know who it is? Hmm. Wait, are you talking about the word for evil? No, the word for friend. Oh. This word for shepherd and friend. Um, let's guess, Molly. Um, one person in the yeah. Bible? One person. It's mentioned twice about him. Uh, I, I Abraham? Nope. Nope. Oh, no, no, no. One per, in 2 Samuel. Samuel. Oh, in 2 Samuel. <laughs> you can't say Jonathan because that's who I'm choosing. Okay. Who do you got? Who do you got? Gonna go uh, with? I'm going to say... You know I'm right. David. David. Okay. 50-50. <laughs> who is it? Hushai. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hushai. In 2 Samuel 15... Uh, David wait, knew, wait, wait a minute. Hushai. Who in the world is Hushai? Well, da- Hushai was David's mehra. He was a friend who had David's life and the life of David's 
whole family in his hands, and he protected it. That's when David crazy. was being kicked out of the kingdom, David had to flee for his life, yeah. and Hushai was behind. And was Hushai the one that David said to go back and give a report? He did. He did. And Ahithophel was Absalom's counselor. Ooh. And it was either he could choose. Absalom had to choose between Ahithophel and Hushai. Whoa. And he knew that Hushai was David's friend. He did. So who did he choose? He chose Hushai. He did. Yes, and Ahithophel knew. Wait, wait, wait. He chose a friend? What, is, what does that mean? He chose David's good what, friend. Why did he have to choose a friend? Yeah, who's going to be his counselor? Yeah. Okay, so Absalom, this is before David dies. No, so David has been kicked out of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He's okay. fleeing for his life with his family. They're gone. Absalom's back there taking over as the new king. Okay. And now Absalom has to have people around him giving him counsel. Okay. And he's got to choose either Ahithophel, who is not a very good person, or he's got to choose Hushai, who's David's friend. Interesting. Yeah. And so what David knew is that Absalom had Ahithophel, who was shrewd. Mm-hmm. He had kind of been the engineer and the architect of this rebellion from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So he left Hushai, who was also shrewd behind. So he was David was leaving it behind, so Absalom would have to choose between this one friend, Ahithophel, or Hushai. And, and you know what's interesting? David tells Hushai to go back, right? Yeah. Hushai wants to stay with David. Yep. Tells him to go back, and then if he whatever he hears, he can report to David. Yeah. But doesn't that put Hushai in a situation where, I mean, you would think Absalom would almost want to kill him because right. he's David's friend. It does. It puts him in that position. But the situation demanded it because David knew that Absalom's rebellion would hinge on Absalom choosing the advice of either Hithophel or Hushai. And the only way he would have a chance if he left Hushai behind. Wow. But doesn't it seem like it was pretty obvious that he was a double-crosser? No, it didn't at first. It did not at first. And I think what it was is is that Hushai was able to have enough um, of a reputation. Mm. And so Hushai goes in there, and his job is to protect David. Mm. And so he's a true friend. Uh-huh. He's standing up in adversity. He's going in there. So David in Second Samuel fifteen thirty one. He, wa- he prays that the Lord would turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Mm. And, the, and so the following verse, Hushai appears. And David says, this is an answer to prayer. This is my friend. So he places his trust in Hushai. He leaves him behind to counsel his son, Absalom, and the lives of his men and his family and his children and his whole future was dependent on his friend Hushai. Okay, mm-hmm. this is really good because you called him a double-crosser a second right. ago. Yeah. But really, David's also protecting his own son, Absalom. Because really? if Abs- Yeah, because remember, he doesn't want his son to die. Uh-huh. You know, Joab kills him after he tells him not to hurt him. Um, but Joab kills Absalom? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah, when Absalom Spoiler got his hair, hair stuck in the branch and he's, yeah. he's dangling in the air. And then oh, man. Joab has him killed. But what's interesting about this is that David really cares for his son Absalom. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so David knows that the only way that Absalom is going to be protected is for him to get the advice of Hushai, which even even though Absalom's going to lose the kingdom, he's going to be protected. Mm. You Because know, Ahithophel mm. is going to lead Absalom into into worse and worse type of behavior. Mm. And so David's doing he's, – he's really doing what's right for his son by giving yeah. you know, counsel to the counsel of, of Hushai. Well, and, and the thing is, is it all comes down to Hushai's loyalty mm. and friendship to David. And loyalty and friendship prove itself when there's an opportunity. Mm. Mm. You know, this is the moment 
where Hushai can abandon ship or he can stay with David. This is where you find out love and truth mm. and loyalty. This is where you find out what's going to happen. And for Ahithophel, it's the same thing. This is a moment where are you going to trust conventional wisdom and Hushai and, and what David did? Or are you going to trust me who engineered this rebellion for you? And mm. you see Absalom's not going to trust his advisor, Ahithophel. Mm-hmm. He's going to trust Hushai. And, and David is going to trust Hushai. And so you see Hushai is left behind very specifically to be a friend to David. Mm-hmm. And he's going to save David's life and the life of his men and his entire kingship. And this is the power of friendship and the power of a friend. He's willing to risk his life to protect us. And that's what a shepherd does mm, for his sheep. He wow. risks his life to protect us. In John 15, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus says he's our shepherd. And we're his friends. And he tells us, no greater love has many men than this to lay down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. And by dying, Jesus, he he rescues us from this punishment. And he gives us this new life, just like Hushai was able to do for David, but greater because this is an eternal Mm -hmm. rescuing. That's awesome. Um, there was a book that we just released. In fact, um, just came out. um, You guys were showing me the cover. John Together Under Fire. What's it called? Drawn Together Under Fire. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about a young man whose parents die. He was, he was well off, and mm-hmm. his parents die. Now he's in poverty, mm-hmm. and he, he gets a job. Am I, am I thinking of the wrong story? I think so. Which one's this one? This is about there's two boys, and each of them has a sister. And oh, that's that story. Mm-hmm. Okay. It used to be Cabin and Castle. Okay, so I'm thinking of the story where the young man you is... You thinking of More Than Conqueror? Yeah, More Than Conqueror. Okay. Okay, there's a story that we haven't printed yet. That's <laughs> coming coming out soon. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. Called More Than Conqueror. And it's about this young man. He's wealthy, loses everything after his parents die. And he gets a job as a clerk. And mm-hmm. there's a, another young man in there that was not his friend, but they hung out together in a group. Mm-hmm. And this other guy's much larger, more muscular, and he's always putting um, this, this young man, his friend, down, always humiliating him in front mm-hmm. of other people. Uh, but this young man, his name is Bounce, he is the nephew of the owner of the company. You know, so mm-hmm. he's a manager, and so he's over him, and he makes life miserable for him while mm-hmm. he's there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there's another young man that's there who's a Christian, and uh, this Christian is trying to befriend this young man who's taken a pounding. And, um, and during this time, um, he almost gets to the point where he's coming to know Christ. And just like, it's just in real life, you know, I've seen it happen over and over again. When you can tell when God is drawing somebody, Satan will put up all kinds of roadblocks. Mm. And so Bounce, this evil young man, he makes life miserable for this other young man. And uh, so much so that he tries to entrap him, and then he gets fired. And mm. Bounce is the one that fires him. And so the Christian young man has to now make a decision. Is he going to defend the young man that got fired over Bounce, who is his boss? Mm. You know. And so talk about true friendship. It is mm. amazing how he weaves the, his, his character throughout this story to stand up to evil without being offensive. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then in the very end, um, I won't give too much of the story away, but the young man who got fired almost dies. Um, he's living in poverty. And um, there's an op- opportunity toward the end of the story where he's he's walking along on a path. And sure enough, there's Bounce and his sister and his girlfriend. And guess what comes across the path? 
rattlesnake. Mm. And the rattlesnake is about to bite bounce. And the young man saves the day that had gotten fired. And, you know, a couple of years have gone by now. And, um, and everyone's talking about his heroic character. And Bounce, when, the, when, the, um, when the, the viper came after him, he started running away and the thing was chasing the girls. And this young man saves the day. Mm. And they're all talking about how brave he was and how God brings his life full circle to lift him up in front of, you know, a person that had been putting him down for so many, mm. so many months. So in a, in a lot of ways, that's what I see in David and Hushai. Hushai was that kind of friend. He was willing to stick closer than a brother. And that's another verse I want to talk about briefly. Um, so, Colin, just bring us, bring us up to speed here. You know, Hushai and David, just kind of bring some concluding remarks with Hushai and David. Yeah, so the story of Hushai and David is, is a story about the value of friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's, a, it's a story about the mutual role that friends have for each other. Um, the responsibilities we have towards each other, like a shepherd has with his sheep. Mm. You know, you're supposed to see yourself as your friend's shepherd and your friend as your shepherd. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to protect your friends. You're supposed to provide for them, have companionship, Mm. compassion on them, look over them, but not bully them or boss them, but a loving kind of uh, an oversight over them. Mm. So when, you know, when a friend's not around, you speak well of them and you Mm. and you encourage them and you care for them. Mm. And that's one of the values of friendship. You do that for each other. Mm. And that's what Jesus is for us. And that's what we're supposed to be for each other. So, Colin, that is just a beautiful picture of what true friendship is all about. Caring for one another. Um, protecting one another. I like what you said earlier, um, protecting that person's name when they're not around. Mm-hmm. Uh, that takes courage. Mm. It does, and it takes loyalty, and it takes more than courage and loyalty. It, it takes it takes a self-sacrificing love, hmm. an abiding love, a kind of love that you have for someone that doesn't fade away. I was watching uh, something play years ago, and Satan was accusing this believer and accusing this believer, and this believer was just getting beaten down, beaten down in this drama mm-hmm. play. And what I tell you what, it brings tears to my eyes every time I think about it. And as this believer is getting just beaten down to the ground, all of a sudden these dark figures come out. And uh, these dark figures, you know, this is during this drama play, they're surrounding this, this um, young girl, and they're just pummeling her. And she's being pummeled. Um, she originally had a white um, gown on, and all of a sudden, it's the gown is being ripped to shreds. And then all she's got now on is this like s- this sack of sackcloth type of type of um, mm. clothing on. You know, it was all part of the play. And um, and all of a sudden, as these dark beings, these demons are just pummeling her, and she's hearing all of these lies of the devil. You know, the devil's out there now, and he's he's you know, telling her all of these horrible things that that she's done and all of these things. As we're talking about friends being loyal to one another and protecting one another, we have an advocate with the Father, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ the righteous. So when Satan is accusing us, who is he? He's the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. As Satan is accusing us to God, we have an advocate. You know, the advocate, Jesus Christ, and in this play, 
uh, as these demons were pummeling this girl and, and Satan is accusing her of all of these things, all of a sudden, Jesus comes out in the crowd and he just, and, and, oh, and that's really something, as Jesus comes out, all of a sudden they turn from her to him. And then all of a sudden, Jesus lifts her out from the middle and pulls her out and Jesus goes in the middle and takes her place. And they start pummeling him. Mm. And as they're pummeling him, it's a picture of obviously the cross. Mm. And as they're pummeling him and, and beating him up, all of a sudden he's lifeless on the ground. And they're, they're just in ecstatic joy that they won the battle. They won the battle, he's dead. And then, and then they're dancing around him and then all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of like time passing, three days have passed, and all of a sudden he gets up and his clothes go from, from black to pure white. It's just one of those things that takes place in the play. It's this beautiful transformation of, I don't know how they did it, with the clothing changed, changed from black to white, showing that Jesus took upon himself all the sins of the world. Mm. He became black for us. Mm. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Mm -hmm. So there he is in the middle of the floor. As they're dancing around him, somehow his garment changes to pure white, and he rises off his feet with the most incredible, magnanimous strength. And as he rises up, all the demons, I mean, it's like a bombshell. They burst in the air and they go backwards. You know how Pilgrim did it? Yeah. You know? They just burst backwards and there's this huge flash and like a bomb going off and all the demons and then they flee. And there Jesus is standing there and then there's that girl and he reaches down with his hands and he raises her up and he embraces her. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and, and that is what a true friend does. You know, mm -hmm. it's just a beautiful picture. So, okay, we don't have a lot of time to get into Mephibosheth and Ziba. I think I think we got to leave it there mm. of what a true friend is. He's a shepherd, protect, mm -hmm. protector of our souls. He's willing to stand in the fray mm -hmm. when necessary. Mm -hmm. um, covers our backs. Loyal. Um, is willing to... You know, I, I don't think it takes a lot of thought. Like, Molly, if, if someone was... If someone was talking about you mm -hmm. and I was in earshot of it, mm -hmm. I, it wouldn't take more than a second to stand up and say, hey, um, that's um, that's uncalled for. That's unnecessary and it's not true. Can we talk about this privately? Because um, mm. you're talking about a friend of mine. I think that's true with Jesus too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, in our homes, you know, you might be watching a movie or something. They use the Lord's name in vain. Mm -hmm. If someone were to – now, catch this. If someone were to come into your home, Colin, mm -hmm. and they started using profanity in your home, okay? Mm -hmm. They started cursing God, using Jesus' name in vain, using other forms of profanity, what would you do? Well, usually my response to that is um, I try to politely tell them, you know, this is, you know, explain to them this is my house. And those kind of words, we don't use those words in our house. And, you know, if they ask why, you know, tell them why. But... You know, I kind of, I, I do draw a line. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there has to be a line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's say they don't honor your line. Um, you know, that's when you decide if they're kids, you got to send them home. Uh, if they're adults, you got to send them home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. That's good. awesome. And that's the same thing we need to do with our media. Mm. Our media, we can't converse with them, but mm -hmm. we just need to shut it off mm -hmm. and say like, you're not going to talk about my God in my home like this. And it's just mm -hmm. simple as that. 
Man. You're talking about my God. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stand up for my God. He's my friend, and I'm his friend, and I'm going to honor his name. So when, I have a question. Yeah. We've been so we've been talking about how to find these certain types of friends. This is kind of the last one of that. And we've talked a lot about how to find the right friends and this is kind of like a little bit of an encouragement to be this type of friend, like a shepherd mm. to someone else. How do you live that out? What what are some things that you can do to to be like this? You were mentioning mm. you know, someone's like slandering your friend, you know, stick up for them. But you also talk about defending the weak in general. So how do you really live this out with a close friend? Well, for me, Colin, Molly, I think I need to live it out for my friend and build them up, mm-hmm. show them that I care, protecting, um, being um, being encouragement. Mm-hmm. You've always said, you know, some of the things that you need most in life is just encouraging words. Mm-hmm. You know, that's important. I think that's important for all of us. Yeah, I think it's important to encourage them when, when they're discouraged, encourage them. I think it's important to show them you love them in more mm-hmm. than just words. Mm-hmm. Um, Your, my, our relationship is very strong, and one of the reasons it's very strong, at least from my perspective, is that you live this out very well with me. You, um, you show all kinds of respect. So for a man, it's respect. For a woman, it's protection and care. Mm-hmm. That's at least that's what the books say. Okay. Molly's giving me a strange look. <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> Let's say that that's what it is. Women okay. need security and care. Uh, men need respect and honor. Uh-huh. Um, I think the scriptures seem to point that out too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, wives or husbands love um, your wives. Love your wives, but protect them as a weaker vessel. Mm-hmm. So there's a protection with a weaker vessel. Mm-hmm. And for men, you know, wives honor honor your husbands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that honor and respect is important. Yeah. But Colin, you do that really well with me. I've noticed that you do that around campus here. You're you're always talking highly of me, and I I just that encourages me. You know that that deepens our friendship. Yeah, I'm. You know, I think in my younger years, we I had a lot of brothers, mm. and the temptation was when another brother wasn't around to laugh about him. Mm. And we always said it was kind of like um, the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Mm. And Elmer Fudd, you you know, he points his thumb over. What a maroon! You know what? A, that's actually where the term Nimrod comes from in a negative sense. Mm. Elmer Fudd was hunting, and Bugs Bunny said, "What a Nimrod!" He was actually referencing the hunter of men from Genesis, Nimrod. Mm. Oh, that's crazy! But there's a temptation when you're younger to be like, "What a buffoon!" And, you know, as I got older, I realized, you know what, what, that, what if I just say, I love that guy mm. in that moment, mm. in that space, wow. and I take the group in a different direction, mm. a direction of building up and not tearing down. Mm-hmm. And so when we're laughing about goofy things we do, I just, I just love that guy. You know, he's awesome. You know, isn't he so much? And then that That's cool. is so much better. Mm. And then you know what it does? It tells everyone else, like, um, if I'm talking about you, it's in a context of love, and I'm going to tell everyone how awesome you are. You know, and, and so you're comfortable with me because you know that I love you and I care for you, and, and it builds you up mm-hmm. and, and in their eyes, which is only going to benefit you, my friend, mm-hmm. which will benefit me. Mm-hmm. So it's a, kind of like a just really healthy thing to do that mm-hmm. we don't do sometimes because mm-hmm. of our own insecurities. And trying to, by trying to lift ourselves up, we actually push ourselves down. Mm. We're trying to make ourselves better than someone else or appear better or smarter. We actually don't earn the trust of our peers. But when we build other people up, we they look better. And in doing that, we're healthier. Mm-hmm. There's a girl that came here a couple years ago, and she was very loud. Um, her laugh, just sometimes I felt like my 
ear, it, my ear, I could break my eardrums, and and I, I just felt like, ah, uh, I just don't think I'm going to be able to warm up to this girl, you know, and, but, um, you know, time, several weeks passed, and I realized that I was judging her for how I felt, rather than me taking any kind of, taking initiative to make her feel yeah. loved and honored here, mm. you know, and, 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 you know, that we want you here. And so God just kind of convicted me because it was like an intrusion upon my, you know, my ideal space here. You know, I've, I've made everything the way I want it, mm-hmm. you know, and so now I've got all these people. Now we've got 30 people here. <laughs> and it's like, okay, guys, uh, hey, I'm Dr. Mark. Hey, uh, do you know who I am? <laughs> you know, <laughs> people walk by like, who is he? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, but, totally. Yeah. But <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, God convicted me and I started changing to get to know her and started to build into her life. And uh, it was like a month or a month and a half later, she had to go to a wedding and and her laugh, you can hear it. I can be up in my office. I could hear her all the way in the cafeteria. <laughs> her laugh is so loud. And she was gone for like four days. Yeah. And I was up in my office and I felt like something's wrong. And I walked downstairs and I said to Sarah, I'm like, something is wrong. And it was either you or Rainey looked at me and you said, she's not, I'll just tell your name, Emily's not here. And I'm like, that's it. Her laughter's not here. Mm-hmm. And I'm today, now it's been over a year, I just can't live without her laughter here. Mm-hmm. I look so forward. It's just not the same without her here. And I love her so much, you know. So God's been so good. And that's how we protect one another. Molly, so that's we build, we take initiative mm-hmm. to build yeah. into one another's yeah. lives. And we, we do what God does. He sees the best in us. Mm-hmm. We see the potential in mm-hmm. other people. And if you choose to look at the best in other people, that's only going to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, the advocate, the advocate, the righteous one. Mm-hmm. He stands, he pulls us out, he stands in front, he protects us. He is our friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God bless. We'll look forward to doing this again next time. Zeba and Mephibosheth which will be like the very last one. Molly, we've got to do it. Yeah. So we're going to have to do like a bonus section yeah, let's do it. of Zeba and Mephibosheth. Uh, <laughs> God bless. We'll look forward to doing this again soon. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, visit lamplighter.net slash podcast and fill out the form. That's lamplighter.net slash podcast.